Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! Well, welcome back, gentlemen, to the Frontline Podcast. I hope that you are having a great week. I hope that you're keeping strong in your faith as you continue to stand for Jesus Christ. Continue to stand for your marriages, for your families, and all that God has for you, for the plans and purposes that God has for your life. Uh, You know, if you listen to the intro of this podcast, it explains uh, exactly what I want from this podcast, a place where you can become encouraged and strengthened and equipped and armed and prepared to help you fight the good fight. You know, the Bible calls it the good fight of faith. That that is the fight that we are in as Christian men. And we're fighting for the glory of God and the ways of Jesus Christ. We're fighting for our marriages and for our families and against all the devices that would try to be against us in those areas. And we're fighting against the opposition that's that's opposing God's plans and purposes for your life. Listen, man, God has plans for your life. He has good things in store for your life. And the enemy wants to rob you of that. And so you got to keep standing and fighting on the front line. And so I hope that you're doing that, gentlemen. And remember, you can't do it alone. You cannot fight alone. You will lose. It is a losing battle to fight alone. I've tried in my life fighting the fight of Jesus Christ alone and it only goes for a little while and then you realize you need help and so I want to remind you to connect with your brothers connect with your brothers in Christ those who are like-minded who can be praying for you and listening to you and uh, encouraging you and helping you along the way Uh, we all need that and and if I could be a starting point for you, gentlemen, uh, you you are welcome to reach out to me. You can send me an email, standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. You can hit me up on socials, on Instagram and Facebook, at the Frontline Man. If you need prayer for anything in your life, let me know, uh, because I want to be standing with you, alongside with you on the front line and agreeing with you in prayer, um, because I know that I can't do it alone. And so you can't do it alone either. So we need each other. And if you hear a little bit of maybe weakness um, in my voice, uh, it's because I'm not feeling great. I have been battling some sort of sickness this week. Uh, It feels like just a major head cold. Um, I've been battling it since Monday and it's Friday today. So I've been battling it all week. I feel very weak as I record this podcast, not going to lie. I'm feeling really weak right now, Uh, but I really wanted to get a podcast out there. Um, And this is a good one. This is an important one, Um, but I'm not recording this on video this week. I'm going to spare you uh, for those of you who watch on YouTube. I'm going to spare you the um, the appearance of a sick Matt Noel from Ontario. Yeah, I'm not looking that (laughs) Not great, not that great, and I don't I don't try to impress people when I'm healthy either by looking great. That's not, uh, you know, I I'm I'm not really thinking of that when I'm recording the podcast. But today I thought I'd spare you the visual, um, because yeah, little under the weather. So if by time you are listening to this, I'm hoping that'll be better. But uh, yeah, you can say a prayer anyway in case this lingers some more. But I'm believing for the weekend because it's. The weekend and it's not only the weekend but it is canadian thanksgiving long weekend and obviously i've 
said it multiple times before that I'm an old Canadian boy up in the north. Most of my listeners are from the United States, uh, a few other countries across the world, actually quite a few, <laughs> quite a few places around the world. Um, and not, not too, too many in Canada. The high majority are, are in the States. Um, so shout out to my American friends down South. I know that you'll be celebrating your Thanksgiving. Uh, I think it's in November. You guys, you guys throw a way bigger party than us Canadians for Thanksgiving. Um, I think I, some American friends of mine have, have even told me that, um, can, can, uh, American Thanksgiving is sometimes even bigger than American Christmas, which is crazy. And if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, uh, you'll know that I'm a huge Christmas fan. I listen to Christmas music all year round. Um, especially once September came, I started playing it in my house and my, 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 my wife and my kids are like, Oh, come on, dad, at least wait till, you know, November, but I love Christmas music. So I can't imagine Thanksgiving be more than Christmas, but anyways, it's Canadian Thanksgiving. And uh, for me, that just simply means on Monday, I am off work and I'm getting paid for it. And throughout my weekend, I'm going to be eating lots of turkey and stuffing. Thankfully, I still have a good appetite despite feeling under the weather. And my wife bought a huge pumpkin pie from Costco. It's in the fridge. And I'm actually looking at that fridge right now. It's about 12 feet away from me and I could go dive my dive into that pie right now, but I'll resist that temptation. I'm going to drink lots of coffee and some cranberry ginger ale, baby. That's as hard as we get in my family. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good, a good Thanksgiving weekend. And I'm trusting God that tomorrow um, I'll be feeling a lot more strength in my body and uh, that I get a good night's sleep tonight so that I can enjoy our family. My wife's family is coming over tomorrow on Saturday for turkey meal number one that my wife is making. And uh, and then on Monday, Thanksgiving Monday, we'll go to my parents and enjoy turkey number two. So trusting God for strength and health. And I'm trusting God that this is not going to spread into my wife or my children as well. Uh, so with that, let's get on to today's topic. Hey, seriously, Dad, this is taking too long. Can you talk about something else, please? <laughs> because it's Canadian Thanksgiving, I thought that we would talk about being a man who is thankful to God, being a man who is grateful to God. Uh, man, I, I'll be honest with you. With the speed of life, with the busyness of life, with all of the things that I am responsible for in my life, there are times where I, I can honestly forget to, to be thankful to God. Uh, you know, ultimately, yes, I'm grateful, you know, but I'm talking specifically daily saying, Lord, thank you for all that you've done for me, all that you've given to me, all that you've blessed me with. There are times where I can easily neglect that because I'm so focused on life. I'm so focused on what I got to do and what I want and I don't see it. So therefore, I'm not really thankful for it because I don't see it yet. But I want to be a thankful man. I want to be a man who is grateful to God. I want to have a man with an attitude of gratitude before God. A man with an attitude of gratitude before God. So let me ask you, gentlemen, right now in your life, are you a thankful man? Do you have an attitude of gratitude before God? You see, when life is good and everything is going really well, then I know we will all agree that, that yep, we're thankful. God, thank you. Thank you. Things are going really well. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thriving in my job. I got a raise. I got a promotion. Man, that new car I'm driving is amazing. Uh, man, this new relationship, uh, the, these new hobbies that I'm really enjoying, uh, you know, our new house that we're living in, all the, when life is going good, man, I feel strong and healthy in my body. We are thankful. Think life is good. Therefore, I am thankful, right? That's how it works. But when life is hard and when things are not going well, and we all have seasons like that, 
where life just is not going well. You know the old expression, hey, when life throws you lemons, just make lemon lemonade, right? Or something like that. Sometimes life throws us lemons or curveballs. I've talked about that on, on a past podcast, you know, about my wife and I facing some curveballs. You know, if, if you're up, if you're a baseball player and you're up to bat and you're getting fastball after fastball, and if, if that's all you're going to get is, and you know that's all the pitcher is going to throw you, you're going to time your, your swing out and you're going to time it out perfectly. Uh, and you're going to be able to crack that fastball once you get, you know, an idea of how fast it's coming because each pitch is coming straight down the pipeline. But when when life throws curveballs, when that pitcher throws suddenly a pitch that it looks like it's coming straight at you like a fastball, but then suddenly it curves and dips down, uh, whoa, I didn't see that coming, right? And you you swing right through it. And sometimes life will throw curveballs our way and we got to face them. And it's during those times where the last thing that we want to do is, is be thankful to God. Right? Why would I be thankful to God right now when it feels like my world's falling apart, when it feels like things are just crashing down? What's to be grateful for? Right? That's the that's the attitude we can very quickly have when things go wrong, when things are not going easily. Right? Because we want, oh man, we want what we want like right now. Right? There's a lot of things that you want. There's a lot of things that I want. There's a lot of desires in my heart that I want to see unfold in my life. And it's like, man, I want that yesterday. I want to see that now. And and Lord, when I have it, when I see it, when I finally receive that answer to my prayer, God, when I finally have what I want, what I've been praying for for so long, then I will be thankful to God. And and I, I have to say it, gentlemen, that's not a good attitude to have. We want to be men who have an attitude of gratitude in every circumstance in our life, in every season of our life. And yeah, it's easier to be thankful and grateful to God when things are going good. And it's really hard to be thankful when things are going bad. That's just what it's like to be a man. So should we only be thankful to God when God gives us what we ask for? Should we only be thankful to God when things are going well in our life? That's the that's the main question right now. Because these are the times when our flesh wants to give thanks. These are the times when it's easy to give thanks, but the will of God for you and for me, the will of God for us is that we are thankful in every circumstance, right? That's a huge question we have. Lord, what is your will for me? And yeah, there is... I believe I believe for each man there's a specific will that God wants you to do in your life for God and for you know for your time on earth. I do believe that and that can change and and that can you know be a season, you know, what one thing you're doing for a season then it changes for another season, but but listen to this Bible verse regarding being thankful in all circumstances. It's right in scripture there. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. So the will of God, a massive portion of the will of God, what God wants you to do, what God wants for you, gentlemen, is for you and for me to be thankful in all circumstances circumstances. Now notice, it doesn't say be thankful for all circumstances. And we would agree there. When when bad things are happening, you know, we're struggling with with health problems or marriage problems or money problems or problems on the job or whatever it might be, right? We're not thankful for those circumstances. Of course not. But God says be thankful in all circumstances or I'll paraphrase, be thankful despite all circumstances that you're going through, right? Be thankful in all circumstances. To be thankful to God for the money that you do have, even though that money seems to be not enough, right? That's a huge one. We know, you know, the last number of months on a global scale, we've seen, uh, uh, what's the word, the term again? I'm having a total brain fart right now. Uh, all of the prices in our world, it's more and more expensive, food and gas and clothing and living and all that stuff. Uh, I, I'm having a 
right now you're saying it right now. You're you're saying the term, the phrase of what I want to say when you know uh, to the economy increases and everything. But I'm not even gonna try because I'm not feeling well. So you know what I'm talking about. But everything financially has increased on a global scale, and so we're to be God. We're to be thankful to God. Even though it seems like we don't have enough money, we're to be thankful to God for the money that we do have. Lord, I know it just it just seems like this isn't enough. I'm barely getting by. I'm barely making ends meet. But Lord, I choose to thank you for the money that, that I do have right now. To be thankful to God for the health in your body that you have right now. Some of you right now, maybe you're struggling with some real health conditions, but a lot of you right now, maybe you're working, maybe you're on your feet working, uh, maybe you're you know driving a truck while you're working or working out right now, and and you're in decent health. Maybe you're in really good health right now. You you want to express gratitude and thankfulness to God for that because it's not always going to be like that. We want to be thankful to God for the job that you're currently working, even if you're having some frustrations and difficulties in that current job right now, you still want to be thankful for the job. How many men all across the world are are longing for work? And, and yet we can sometimes find ourselves, you know, complaining about our work when really we should say, Lord, thank you that I have a job that is providing for my family. And even though that job might just be for a season, gentlemen, you don't know down the road, God might open up a new job for you or whatever, however it unfolds. But right now, you want to be thankful for your job because you have one and it's the source of provision for your family. You want to be thankful to God for your marriage. If you're a married man, you want to give God thanks for your wife. In December, it'll be 20 years of marriage for me. My, my wife and I were, I was 20 and my wife was 21 when we got married, very young when we got married. And we had my my son, our first child we had when we were 23. So we were very young and, and I'm truly thankful for my wife, Cindy. She's the greatest blessing I've ever received from God. I'm so grateful for the favor that God has shown me with my wife. And maybe you'll agree with me. Maybe you're just like, Yes, Lord, thank you for my wife and for our marriage. Maybe right now you are married, but your marriage is struggling. There's just things in your marriage that are just frustrating you. And it just seems like you guys are just like, you know, you know, rub sandpaper, just rubbing against each other. You're not, there's no unity right now. There's no uh, intimacy on every level, like mental, spiritual, emotional intimacy, even sexual intimacy is a struggle for you right now. And it's like, man, you're just frustrated in your marriage right now. Listen, if you are a married man, like I am again, 20 years, you are going to go through seasons of difficulty in your marriage. Maybe right now you're a newlywed and you know you've been married for a month or two or three months. Oh man, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. There's no difficulties here. You, you just hold on, buddy, because it's coming, it's coming your way. You're gonna have struggles in your marriage. But despite the struggles that you're having with right now in your marriage, you want to be thankful to God that He blessed you with your wife. And you want to express that to your wife. Let your wife know that you're grateful for her. Let your kids know that you're grateful for your kids if you've been blessed with kids, right? Be thankful to God for your children. The Bible says that children are a blessing from God. And even though they're hard sometimes to raise and to understand, you know, through all the the different stages that children go through, you want to be thankful for those kids. God, thank you that my kids are healthy. Thank you, Lord, that my my kids are, you know, they're, they're not struggling with like, um, health conditions, you know, I, I just, just tonight I, I, I saw, and I'll just say it cause it's fresh on my mind. I, I had to pop into the grocery store to get some water on the way from home from work today. And, and I saw this woman probably in her, in her forties. And, and I just noticed in a, in a moment, a few seconds time while I was driving in the parking lot, um, she was pushing a wheelchair and I, I, I am assuming it was, uh, her, her daughter and her daughter was, um, you could tell very severely uh, mentally disabled, and and it just it just broke my heart in that moment. But in the same time of feeling this like broken heart and just kind of this heaviness um, towards that that girl in the wheelchair, um, and then towards that mother as well, um, I I just saw this this 
face that she just seemed to have this contentment on her face that this is this is her daughter and she and I can only imagine the struggles that would that would come with having um a, a child with severe disabilities I know you know there's some uh, a wonderful family in our church that that deal with similar situations with their adult children you know and maybe you're listening now and it's just like lord how how can I be thankful for my kids you know and and I I, I can't relate with that. I, I need to be honest there. I can't relate with that because my my kids are are both healthy and I'm grateful for that. They they're not dealing with those types of struggles, but and and I do believe that in those in those types of struggles, not just in that area, but in the real struggles that that we go through as followers of Jesus, God gives an extra grace. He gives daily grace. Um, and strength. And so maybe if that if you're dealing with that kind of situation with a family member or even a child in your family, uh, man, I just pray God's strength over you. I, I can't imagine how hard um, that that is. Uh, but but despite even those situations, gentlemen, if we can by faith just begin to thank God, just to be thankful to God for the children, for the family that he's blessed us with. Be thankful to God for the home that we're living in right now. You know, be thankful for the home. Maybe it's maybe it's not, you know, your dream home. You know, you see these TV shows, you know, where they're all about their dream, the, you know, their forever home or their dream home. And they, they show like these renovations of, you know, these families doing like, you know, $300,000 renos and to make their dream home. And, and you watch it and you're like, man, all, all we have is this, this apartment, this small, you know, one bedroom, two bedroom apartment for our family. And, and, and there's no space and, and I can't stand my neighbors and it's so small and, and it's not as nice as I would like to, or, you know, you start to compare your home with other people's homes and, you know, that doesn't really have much of a backyard and, oh man, they have a pool. They have a nice, deck and all these things we can find ourselves comparing even where we live and it's just important that we step back and realize man i i have four walls and a roof over my head i'm i'm in a home that's safe it's clean you know it's keeping me dry and warm you know i got a furnace where i can run the heat i got water where i can run hot water or cold water anytime i want anytime i need uh, you know lord thank you for my home and god i i just leave our future home with you, Lord. You know, maybe you're, you know, it seems like a, a long shot where, that you'll ever own, you know, your own home someday. And it's just like, Lord, how will I ever afford that? Just begin to thank God right now for the home that he's given to you to live in right now and, and make it the best home you can, you know, make it the best apartment. If it's an apartment, if it's a townhouse, if it's a detached house, whatever it is, make it the best you can to, for the glory of God and for the blessing of your family with a, a, an attitude of gratitude to God for your home. Maybe the car you're driving right now, you know, it's an older model and, you know, it's it's got some rust and it's causing some repairs and, you know, but it still starts and it's still getting you to work and still getting you to the grocery store and to where you need to go. You know, oh, it's, it's an older model, but it's not, it's not new. Like my, man, my, my buddy down the road, he got this sweet new car, you know, and I just, oh, if I could only just get myself a new car, or a new SUV or a truck, man, like, ah, I just, listen, be thankful for the car that you have right now. Just be grateful for it. Lord, thank you this morning. You know, you get out in your car to go to work. Lord, thank you for my job. You know, I don't want to go to my job today, but Lord, thank you for my job. And then you turn your key and your, your car starts. Lord, this car, you know what? Maybe someday I'll have a better one, but Lord, thank you that my car just start started. It turned over and I got four wheels that are have air in it. And here I am off to my job, right? And you're just like thanking God for, you know, you know, thank you, Lord, for my wife who's still sleeping. Thank you, Lord. Bless her sleep as I'm not sleeping. Bless my kids as they're still sleeping too. And you're, you know, just almost like just forcing in in a way gratitude out, you know, but then it becomes it becomes genuine. Right? Listen, life is not going to ever be the way that you totally want it to be. Right? We all have these like, you know, comparisons or we see like celebrity lifestyles on TV. Listen, can I just say like TV is so fake, internet is so fake. 
magazines, you know, billboards, they're so stinking fake. They they show all these people that seem to be so happy because they have all these material things and yet they're miserable. But they it's this 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 fake front, this fake facade. Uh, oh, I'm so happy the lifestyle of the rich and famous. And and yet, you know, you see rich and famous people taking their own lives you know, overdosing on drugs, you know, committing suicide. And these are multi-millionaire, billionaire celebrities who seem to have everything. And yet they're, de- they're depressed. They're killing themselves. Listen, be grateful to God for what you have right now. Because life will never be the way that you, you know, see it in your imagination. It's never going to be like that. Some of it might. But I just want you to come down off that high horse, you know, step back to reality and say, Lord, help me just to be grateful for what I have, for what you've done. And listen, gentlemen, I'm preaching to myself here. I'm speaking first to me. Like I'm going to, after I record this podcast, I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to (laughs) receive what this podcast is saying because I need it. I need it. Because the reality is, gentlemen, the material possessions that we all have, they're never going to be as grand and fancy as we want them to be. Our marriages are always going to have troubles. There's always going to be struggles, you know, within our finances. You know, eventually you're going to have to deal with medical and health conditions in your body as you get older. Things start to break down and, and wear out. You know, at times your kids, oh, my kids, oh, my kids, a lot of people, you know, in the world, oh, my kids are my world. My kids are my life. And those same kids that you just, oh, you just worship and idolize, they're going to drive you nuts someday. And there's going to be days day it's like, get out of my house. You're driving me nuts, right? And I say that, you know, with some humor in there as well. But, you know, your life's just not going to be this Leave it to beaver, perfect life. It's, nev- it's never going to be that way. We live in a broken world with broken people, with sin and crime and greed and pride and perversion and selfishness. That's the world we live in. <laughs> it, it is what it is. So you might experience some of the things that you desire, but you're not going to everything. And so you, you need to learn. And I need to learn. I Matt Knoll, confess with my right hand up right now, saying, I confess, I need to learn to be grateful. Like Paul said in scripture, I have learned to be content in whatever state that I am in. I've, I've, I've been hungry, I've been full, I've been rich, I've been poor. He went through so much stuff and he, he had to learn to be content with a heart of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude to God. Amen. But it's even during the difficult and frustrating circumstances that we want to be men who are thankful to God. And like I've been saying multiple times, we have an attitude of gratitude. And that's something that you need to intentionally do. And I struggle with that, gentlemen. I'm honest with you. I'm being honest. I can struggle with that, with having an intentional attitude of gratitude. I can so easily allow the circumstances of my life, the feelings of my flesh dictate my attitude. And I want to rise above that by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the truth of Jesus Christ. I want to rise above that by the grace of God and have an attitude of gratitude even when things suck in my life and I'm not happy and content as I want to be. I want to still have an attitude of gratitude before God. Because if I stop and look that's when I will see all that God has done for me. If you would just stop, gentlemen, and look at your life, you will begin to see. Look past all the things that you don't like. Look past all the things that you want to see happen and begin to intentionally see the great blessings that God has given to you, the amazing things that God has done for you. 
He's given you incredible blessings. Gentlemen, you are blessed right now, wherever you're living, whatever country, whatever city, whatever circumstance you are in right now, you are blessed by God. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are blessed by God. Listen to what James chapter 117 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. The Bible says that every gift gift, every good and perfect gift comes from God. Everything that you have, everything that you will ever have, God has made a way for you to have that. Did you hear me? Everything that you have right now, God has made a way for you to have it. It comes from God. The Bible also teaches that God is a God who gives and God takes away. He gives and he also takes away. So that which you have right now, hold on to it loosely because it can be taken from you, but hold on to it with an attitude of gratitude. Excuse me. So let's talk about some ways that you and I as Christian men, we can show God that we are thankful. We can show him an attitude of gratitude that we are thankful to him after I get a sip of water. And yes, I said water, not coffee. Normally, I'm sipping on my coffee. Today, it's water. Number one, first way that we can show God that we are thankful is simply by telling him in prayer. Tell him, right? When, when you give somebody a gift, you like for them to tell you with their, with their words, with their lips, hey, thank you for this gift. It's really nice. I like it. You like to hear those words. Man, thank you, bro. Thank you, wife. Thank you, husband. Thank you, son. Thank you, daughter. Thank you for this gift. Tell God that you're thankful. Let him hear it from your lips, gentlemen. Don't just think it, although that's fine. But I would encourage you, tell him in prayer. Get your lips moving. Let him hear the words upon your lips. Philippians 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Again, this is talking about, you know, things that we can be anxious for, worried about, scared about in our life. And Paul's like, don't worry about anything, but instead of worrying, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Tell him, tell God what you need. So God wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from us vocally, gentlemen. He wants to hear us praying. He wants us to tell him what we need. Like, that's incredible. God's God's giving us an open invite to say, hey, gentlemen, tell me what you need. But then it doesn't stop there. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Lord, here I am. God, I'm coming to you in prayer. You see, I'm worried about this. I'm anxious about this, God. Lord, I'm coming to you and I'm giving all of that anxiety on you. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all of my care upon you, all of my anxiety upon you, Lord. And God, I'm telling you what I need. God, I need this. I need this to happen, Lord. You know what I need, God. And I'm telling you right now the things that I need. And Lord, I thank you. Lord, you've done this before in my life. I thank you, Lord, for five years ago. Lord, when I was in that difficult financial situation, God, I remember you came through for me. Lord, I remember last year. God, my wife and I were struggling in our marriage and Lord, you broke through. Lord, thank you that you answered my prayer then. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you've restored and healed relationships with with me and my children, God. Lord, I remember six months ago, they didn't even want to talk to me. They hated me. They wanted nothing to do with me. And now, Lord, I see there's communication there. Lord, we're starting to talk. You know, we're able to go out for coffee. Lord, thank you for all that you've done. Lord, I God, I was sick. I was scared. The doctor gave me a report, you know, uh, a few weeks back. And Lord, now, thank you. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling stronger. And Lord, now the new doctor report says it's all cleared up. God, thank you for all that you've done. Those are just a few examples. Thank God. Tell him, let him hear it from your lips, gentlemen. Listen to Colossians chapter four, verse two. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So number one, in your time of prayer, and I encourage you, gentlemen, make sure you have a time slot in your day, whether it's five minutes or 15 minutes or an hour, doesn't matter, but make it a time of focused prayer. And in your time of focused prayer with the Lord, 
Make sure you are expressing your gratitude to God that you are thankful. Don't just list off everything you want from God. Lord, here I am. God, I want this. I want this. I want this. I need this. I want this. I want this. Amen. God wants to hear you as an act of worship coming to him. Yeah, tell him what you need. Absolutely. But do it with the heart of thanksgiving. Lord, I'm coming to you with thanksgiving, thanking you for all that you've done and by faith, all that you're going to do. Amen. Gentlemen, pray that. Lord, thank you for all you've done. And Lord, I thank you in advance. I thank you even now, even when I don't see it happen. I don't see the answer. I thank you now in advance for what you are going to do. That's powerful, gentlemen. So number one, number one way that you can show God that you are thankful is in your time of prayer with your lips, gentlemen. Number two, we thank God with singing. That's right. I said singing. And, you know, some of us as men, you know, singing's not our thing. Maybe you're a great singer. Maybe you're a horrible singer. God wants to hear your gratitude with your singing. Another act of audible, vocal worship and gratitude from your lips. Thanking God with singing. It's very, very scriptural. Psalm 69 verse 30. I will praise God's name in song. And glorify him with thanksgiving. Psalms 95, verse 1 to 2. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. Psalms 107, verse 21 to 22. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he's done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Gentlemen, listen, you might be like, listen, Matt, bro, <laughs> listen, trust me, you do not want to hear me sing. And and God, trust me, God does not want to hear me sing. I sound, when I sing, I sound like I'm some dying animal on the road. All right, if that's you, then I got a Bible verse for you, brother, okay? If you're like, yo, trust me, I can't sing. My old pastor, um, he passed away four years ago, a great man of God. I miss him greatly. Um, he used to love worshiping God with singing, but he couldn't sing at all. He was terrible, and he used to, um, but he used to sing anyway. And so there were times where he would sing on the microphone at church, and, uh, and he would often say, He's like, you know, no, I can sing, knowing full well he couldn't. But he would say, I can sing. He said, I sing baritone. I sing the tone and you have to bear it. So <laughs> maybe that's you. Maybe you sing baritone. You know, you, you sing the tone and all of us have to bear it. You know, even God's up there kind of cringing. Oh, my 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 son. Oh, I, I receive your singing. But yo, turn it down a little bit, right? If that's you, I got a Bible verse for you. Psalm, Psalm 98, verse 4 to 6. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with a harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound of uh, and the sound of a cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord the King. Now that Bible verse is the King James Version. But notice three times it says, make a joyful noise. And it says, make a loud noise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So if all you can make, gentlemen, as an act of gratitude in singing to God is a noise, then let that noise ring out, brother. Make it a loud one. Sing it out. (laughs) If that's you, let the noise ring out to God as an act of gratitude to God. Let them know with your noise that you are thankful. And who cares what people say? Just worship God with an attitude of gratitude, with singing unto God, making a joyful noise. Number three, a third way that we can tell God and show him that we are thankful is that we are thankful with our attitude. Our attitude. And this is a struggle for me. Oftentimes, when things aren't going the way that I want them to go, or the struggle is real and I'm feeling it and I'm frustrated, I allow my attitude to show it. Now, I I don't show it to everybody. I, I will say that. It might slip out here and there, but I'd like to think 
that I I keep this added to myself, added to to my, to myself most times. Um, if anyone's gonna see the bad attitude because I'm not expressing gratitude, but I'm expressing uh, stupidity um, or whatever, anger, frustration. Uh, the first people that will see it are my wife and my kids, because it's funny. The ones that we love the most, the ones that we are closest with the most. They are the first ones that we will just let it all out. That's how it works. And it's unfortunate, but it's true. But again, I, I would like to say that by the grace of God, I do have fair, fairly good control over uh, keeping uh, a good attitude even when I'm not feeling like it. Uh, but there are times when it slips out and I know it and I know it. And even if nobody else sees it, I know when my attitude's wrong. I start mumbling and grumbling and complaining and whining before God, and he knows it. And other people might see it as well. And in fact, other people have seen it. And it's actually led me to a place where I've had to apologize. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my complaining there. I don't want to complain. I'm just frustrated. We want to be men who, even when we slip up like that, and we all will, ultimately, gentlemen, we want to say, God, forgive us for those attitudes. Give us an attitude of gratitude of thanksgiving before you. Listen to Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Another version says, do everything without complaining and grumbling. God, God hates complaining. If you're a father like I am, the, the one thing that I can't stand the most is when my kids complain. It drives me nuts. It makes me so angry. I'm like, who who do you think you are to be complaining about the meal that mom's made? Well, I don't like, well, suck it up. Don't lose the attitude. I don't want to hear any more grumbling from your mouth, any more complaining from your mouth. If you're a father, you're like, yeah, brother, I get it. I've been there, right? It drives me nuts. Listen, you're grumbling and complaining before God, starting with me. God hates it. And he says, do everything without complaining and grumbling. So those are three ways that we can show God. We can show him that we are thankful. Three ways that we can express our attitude of gratitude by in our prayer time, with singing, and with our attitude. Those are three ways that we can show God that we are thankful to him. I want to close this podcast with a story a really cool story from the Bible. It's in Luke chapter 17. And I'm just going to read this. This is a story about 10 men who were sick with leprosy and Jesus healed them. And I want to read this story. It's a good one. Now on his way, Luke 17 verse 11. Now on his way, speaking of Jesus, to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as Jesus was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out to Jesus in a loud voice saying, Jesus, master, have pity on us. There's 10 men. They're suffering with leprosy, a horrible skin disease. And they meet Jesus as he's going into the village. They meet him most likely at the ex- on the outside of the village because they're suffering and they say, Jesus, please have mercy on us, have pity on us because they're suffering with leprosy. Now, if you don't know, leprosy is, like I just said, it's a horrible skin condition. And from what I understand nowadays, if uh, if a skin condition is called leprosy, I don't I don't know how often it's called leprosy, uh, but now there is a cure apparently for it, and people get through it and they're healed completely of leprosy. But there was it wasn't always like that. And in the Bible times, you'll read often through Scripture that uh, you'll read often of people having this condition of leprosy. Um, the signs and symptoms of leprosy were discolored patches of, of skin, patches all over your skin. Uh, there were gross or nodules on your skin. Uh, your skin became very thick or stiff or dry uh, to the extreme, not just a little bit of dry skin like in wintertime, but some really extreme, thick, stiff 
dry skin. Uh, there were ulcers on the soles of your feet, uh, painless swelling or lumps on your face or in your earlobes. If you Google image uh, leprosy, you'll see exactly what I'm describing to you. Uh, people, their faces are just, um, you know, they have ulcers and, and lumps on their ears and on their faces. Um, and also it's been known in past that people, um, their skin can actually fade away and become very uh, dry and 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 thick where it actually can crumble off or their nose becomes very disfigured because of it. it it's an awful disease. Uh, they lose eyebrows and eyelashes. Um, and in fact, because of this condition in scripture, you'll read often that the people were treated as outcasts. And that's why these men met Jesus on the outside of the city, because they were most likely cast outside of the city. They would actually, people would, with leprosy would actually be kicked out of their city as an outcast. You're, no, you're not welcome to live in this city anymore because of your leprosy. And so these 10 men were suffering and they were considered outcasts within the people of their city. Verse 14, and when Jesus saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, let me just stop there. Jesus told them, they asked, Lord, have mercy on us, have pity on us. And when Jesus saw them, he knew immediately they had leprosy. He knew they needed to be healed. He knew that that's what they were asking for. God, heal us of this leprosy. And when he saw them, he, tell, he told them, go show yourself to the priests. Because in those times when somebody was considered to potentially be healed from leprosy, they had to go show themselves to the priest in order to be then uh, brought back in. The priest would confirm, okay, they're healed. They're no longer considered an outcast. They no longer have leprosy. And they were now allowed back into the city, no longer an outcast. And so Jesus tells them, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, as they went to go show themselves to the priest, as they went, they were cleansed or they were healed. There's 10 men with leprosy. Jesus, please have mercy on us. And Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. And they all decided to obey. And as they obeyed and as they began to go to the priest, they were healed. Now, verse 15, notice one of them, 10% of the, of the 10 people, one of the, one of the men, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all 10 men cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one else returned to give praise to God except this one foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Notice that all 10 men were healed. The Bible says that, but only one of them stopped and said, I need to go give thanks to God for my healing. Notice it seems like the other nine men were so focused on themselves. They were so focused on their healing, on what God gave them, that they forgot to thank the one who gave them the healing. How often, gentlemen, can we receive all of these blessings and all of these great things from God and we can so easily to forget to thank the God who gave them to us? Every good gift comes from God. And this one man out of 10, only one of them, saw that he was healed, stopped, turned around, went back to Jesus, fell at the feet of Jesus with a heart of thanksgiving, with an attitude of gratitude to God. Lord, thank you for healing me of this, this sickness, Lord. Thank you for restoring my life. Gentlemen, you and I, if we are not, if we are not careful, we can fall into that same mentality, that same trap of just being so, so consumed and caught up with what we have that we forget to be grateful to God. He's the one who gave it to us. Amen? So don't allow yourself to be so consumed, gentlemen, that you are no longer grateful to God. Let's be that one man, gentlemen, who goes back to Jesus. Lord, thank you. 
thank you for all that you've done. You know, when, when Christmas comes or a birthday comes and my wife and I will bless our kids with a present or some presents, you know, I, I love, you know, here, Merry Christmas, son. You know, here, happy birthday, sweetie. You know, here's here's a present. You know, we, we've taught our kids. Every uh, every most parents that as they're they're raising their kids, they'll teach their kids. Okay, you know if they're if somebody gives them a present, you know on their birthday. Okay, what do you say when they're they're younger? You know they're one and a half or two years old or three. Oh wow, that's such a nice toy that you know Mrs. Johnson gave you. What do you say to Mrs. Johnson? You know, thank you. You know we teach them that right. We teach them that when you are given a gift, you respond with a. a attitude of gratitude. You respond with saying thank you, right? I, t- I touched on it already, but I, it drives it drives me nuts. Like when there, there's, you know, you, you give a, a gift and the, hello, like, are you going to express some grateful? I, I love hearing that from my kids. I don't, I don't even want a gift in return. I just want to hear that they're thankful for it. They recognize that, man, you know, mom and dad, they, they must have worked hard or worked in some, you know, worked hard at their job to make this money in order for them to have this in their budget to bless us with this gift. I, I see that this gift is, is valuable, that this means something. Mom, dad, thank you. Thank you for this gift. It's so thoughtful. It's just what I wanted. It's just what I asked for and the excitement, but, but not, it doesn't stop there. It's like, oh yes, I'm so excited. And they forget to be to be thankful. We don't want to be like that, gentlemen. So right now, in every circumstance, remember 1 Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. So my encouragement, gentlemen, for you, as I, this good old Canadian boy, celebrate this weekend, Canadian Thanksgiving, my encouragement for you, gentlemen, today in your life to stop Go back to Jesus. Be the one to go back and say, Jesus, I recognize that every good gift I have, man, it comes from you. I don't deserve any of it, God. I don't deserve any of it. But Lord, you've given so freely to me. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I want to have an attitude of gratitude before you. That is the kind of men that we want to be, gentlemen. So stop. Get a new perspective of your life right now, even though there are a lot of things right now that suck and are hard and are difficult. I understand what that's like, but you have a lot right now. I have a lot right now in my life to be thankful for. So gentlemen, celebrate with me Canadian Thanksgiving, (laughs) no matter where you live right now, and say, God, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Let's be men with an attitude of gratitude to God. So until next time, gentlemen, I got to go. Even as I record this podcast, man, I'm feeling strength rise up in my sick body and I'm ready to eat turkey and to give God thanks with my lips. Lord, thank you for my turkey. Thank you for my pumpkin pie. Thank you for my cup of coffee. Thank you for my family. Thank you for your blessings, Lord. You are faithful and good. And I thank you, Lord. Let that be your prayer. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting on the front line. We will see you next time. God bless you. Thanks for joining me on the front line. Contact me at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God.